You're listening to the Super Talk podcast, produced by the Australian Institute of Superannuation Trustees, shaping profit to member super. Hello, and welcome to our podcast on growth. I'm Gary West, Senior Manager, Media and Communications with AIST. I'm joined by Bablu Sarin, the State Street Head of Asset Owner and Official Institution segment in Asia Pacific. Today, we'll be discussing the highlights of State Street's recent growth study, which explores the key opportunities and challenges for growth across the investment industry in 2022. More specifically, we will dive into what asset owners across the globe are prioritizing in 2022 and how they will go about achieving them. So, Bablu, welcome. To get us started, can you tell us how optimistic are asset owners about the short and medium term outlook for growth? And what are some of the trends you observed across regions in terms of growth priorities? Thanks, Gary. And firstly, thank you for having us on. Maybe before I answer the question, uh, give you some context as to uh, what we've done. We captured input from more than 600 investment industry leaders across 21 markets. Uh, and, and I'd say a third of those respondents were asset owners. What we saw overall was uh, confidence in the short-term growth outlook, which weakened from the previous year uh, due to the pandemic bounce back across all three regions, Europe, North America, and APAC. However, what we saw was confidence in the long-term growth outlook had slipped year on year. I mean, in terms of growth priorities, one of the resounding themes that was evident across all regions was the focus on improving funded status in order to meet future obligations, particularly in Europe, with 26% of respondents noting that uh, that as a top priority. And that was an a huge surprise to us, uh, given the evolving expectations of asset owners, but also uh, what we see, uh, the expectations of uh, key stakeholders in, in society more broadly. And these really centered around uh, reporting and disclosure requirements uh, in an aging population, slowing birth rates, uh, and, and, and liquidity crunch, which we saw uh, over the last two years uh, as a result of the pandemic. I mean, in Asia Pacific, uh, specifically, uh, owners who you know, told us that they were focused on increasing assets under management. Um, and I think this uh, points to an underlying theme of scale, uh, which is definitely topical in Australia. Whereas in North America, respondents highlighted their focus on improving investment performance. I mean, across all regions, almost equally, we observed a refreshed emphasis on, uh, on the need to improve operational efficiencies. That's an interesting divergence between the uh, short and long-term growth outlooks. Why do you think confidence in the longer-term growth outlook weakened year-on-year year when it improved in the short term? Yeah, no, that's a great, great observation. Uh, I mean, the long-term optimism, what we saw was that in 2020, it, it was very high. So what we see is a little bit of a step down in 21, uh, and, and this is really just, as I said, coming off a high base. But the step down wasn't terribly steep. Um, in, if we look at the long-term trends, uh, we see that uh, the long-term optimism is there or thereabouts in terms of where it was in 29. But the decline in 2020 could partly be explained by funding and obligation issue that we just discussed. For the defined benefit funds, especially uh, in other AOs, the long-term obligations, running surpluses, and keeping deficits manageably low is an ongoing concern. Um, and an extra year of turbulence, a pandemic, uh, unpredictable markets, uh, you know, certainly had a knock-on effect on funds' ability uh, to meet their long-term strategies and objectives, um, or at least in their abilities to forward model, which hit their confidence in their ability to meet those long-term targets. You made some interesting points there, Bablu, and I think uh, Australian superannuation funds can definitely relate to the first point around improving their funded status. Moving on, what were some of the key threats identified that could hinder these growth prospects? Yes, uh, quite an interesting one. 
I mean, the asset owners were concerned that the increased move to more remote working arrangements was a threat to growth. I mean, around 30% of respondents in Europe ranking that as a significant threat uh, to achieve their growth targets this year. I mean, the other area we saw was the rising importance of ESG. You know, this was somewhat expected seeing what we've seen in the, in the broader, uh, broader media. But however, we saw a greater emphasis on concern residing in APAC. You know, 42% of the respondents ranking this as a key threat. We expect this because you know, regulatory clarity and framework in APAC region probably lags its peers in, in, in Europe and the US, uh, but positive signals uh, in the right direction nonetheless. Uh, another interesting area, as I mentioned earlier, was the perceived threat around a move uh, to more remote working arrangements. An average of 34% of asset owners around the globe saw this as a key threat in 2022. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and we can dive deeper into those two points a little later. But now we can touch on the uh, capital investment that asset owners are looking at this year from a technology perspective. Uh, what are some of the key outcomes our asset owners are hoping to achieve this year from technology investments? Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's certainly an interesting, uh, interesting space given the developments in digital assets. And also, uh, to the point made earlier, the focus on operational efficiencies, uh, I mean, how emerging technologies such as AI, robotics, are uh, playing to improving the operating environment. If I just focus on digital assets uh, first, I mean, 34% of our respondents globally noted the ability to offer their clients uh, or members access to crypto and digital assets market um, was key. Uh, as we start to see more regulatory clarity uh, uh, for this asset class, uh, we expect that this will continue to be prioritized. Another notable metric was the emphasis on harnessing unstructured data to improve investment outcomes. Again, this was consistent with increased moving to private markets and the challenges that we all know around reporting and disclosure of that particular asset class. And across the globe, what we also saw was asset owners are focusing on emerging technologies for data management. And in APAC, we saw 70% of asset owners in APAC note uh, top three focus this year would be investing in robotics, cloud, and AI uh, to improve uh, operation capabilities. I mean, this is, again, consistent with their priority for better integrating the technology platforms. Great to see uh, APAC leading the way in emerging technologies, uh, which will undoubtedly be a point of uh, differentiation for these funds as they better access and make use of their data. Uh, speaking of the need to uh, harness unstructured data, let's move on to ESG, which is no doubt top of mind for asset owners around the world. What were some of the specific challenges that were called out in the study? Yeah, I mean, firstly, I, mean, I think APAC, as you noted, uh, been certainly leading the way in terms of uh, emerging technologies. Uh, and, and, it's a, and the focus on this area continues to grow. I mean, shifting to um, your question, uh, you know, understanding the current levels of ESG capabilities across regions and also the challenges around data. Uh, I mean, starting with ESG capabilities, asset owners in North America were more optimistic about their capabilities and their peers in APAC than Europe. I mean, however, what we saw was approximately half of the AOs globally do not rate themselves as even somewhat strong uh, across a range of uh, important ESG areas. I mean, the, the categories include investment process, policy, governance, stewardship, and reporting, and, and, and then uh, obviously talent, uh, which is a big one. Uh, on the data side, I think this really centered around poor data standards uh, and inconsistencies across asset classes were a key challenge in implementing ESG strategies, and, and we've heard that many times. Um, so there's certainly some work to be done in this space, and, and we're constantly engaging both from an industry perspective, but also our clients, how we can help uh, them access data better. It's certainly a topical area, and hopefully we'll continue to see positive momentum. I'd like to quickly touch on remote working. As you mentioned earlier, one of the key threats to growth this year 
would be sustained work from home arrangements. Yes, uh, an interesting one indeed. What we saw a significant majority, in fact, 70% of respondents in North America noted uh, that they expect all or most of their staff to continue to work from home uh, for the foreseeable future. I mean, apart from the usual concerns around collaboration, engagement, uh, group thinking, et cetera, what we also heard was that uh, cyber information security risks. So we expect firms to be taking actions in the areas of surveillance, uh, increased security measures, internet usage to help mitigate some of these additional risks. Before we finish up, why do you believe AOs see remote working as such a threat to growth, given people have been working from home for the best part of two years? Yeah, again, great question. Uh, I mean, the short-term disruption from sudden switch in 2020 uh, to entirely a majority remote working-based environment, while well, well, less than was expected at the time, uh, nonetheless, and I think it's probably a bit of a hidden cost there, is it uh, took up a lot of resources and energy uh, that these institutions would rather have directed elsewhere. Uh, I mean, I think everyone reacted as they needed to. Uh, technology and data-related operational improvement programs we've been talking about. Uh, I mean, if the current uh, environment becomes permanent, it will divert more resources. Uh, we see this uh, in the research that more than half of AOs globally, 41% in APAC actually, expect new or increased regulation based on cybersecurity needs generated by more remote working. Uh, and more than half the owners in, in, in the region expect this to require them to put more resources into cybersecurity, uh, training, uh, technical infrastructure, new ways of working. In these resources, they would otherwise be going into meeting their growth goals uh, that we discussed earlier. That's all for this episode of Super Talk. Thanks to Bablu Sarin from State Street. For more episodes of Super Talk and for more information on the work of the Australian Institute of Superannuation Trustees, visit our website at aist.asn.au. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast.